When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show, where we inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. Here is your host, Drew Myers. Howdy, let's ride. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show and Podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did have a good Thanksgiving. So did I. I ate too much. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do a Thanksgiving recap out of the gate today. Okay. Did I like you, it. Did you have any drama? Um, Drama, drama, drama. Guess not. Well, I mean, just my pants were too tight, so it was like drama in my pants. <laughs> drama in my pants. Yeah, that's, that's the name of my band. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be the headline for this uh, radio show and podcast. There you go. You know what? I make your job so easy. You do. Right? I mean, we haven't been doing this for two minutes. You're like, <laughs> drama in my pants. There you go. We did have some drama. Uh-oh. This is at Tanya's extended family's Thanksgiving. But the problem is, I didn't hear about the drama till like after the fact, mm. which sucks. I know. So anyway. Where we'll, were you? You were watching the TV? Yes. Okay. Actually, I was. I was watching the Cowboy game. Go Cowboys. That was a good game. Super Bowl contending Cowboys. What? <laughs> hey, they have changed since Amari Cooper came on board. They I have. will wow. say. Sports talk here on the Defining Audacity Radio Show and Podcast. I love sports. Go sports. <laughs> Yay, sports. <laughs> we got a good show today. I'm really excited about it. Also out of the gate today, I need to do a segment with you called Are We Really Friends? Okay. And it is a lie detector test via Instagram. Mm, Bear with me. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll guide you through that segment. Our list mania has to do with your biggest fear, people wrongly accused. Okay, I love it. And we're going to do our bearded banter today, best and worst practical jokes. Are you a practical jokester? I have it in my family, so I'm familiar with it and would love to tell you about the biggest prank I've ever pulled off. You pulled this prank off? Yes, I did. See, I'm not a big practical joker. I'm normally not. This was just... Epic. Good? Uh, yes. People are still talking about it? Well, I don't know because I did it. You killed somebody? No. <laughs> that person's dead. <laughs> the one person who, who could tell all. No, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's pretty epic. Okay. That's a tease. See, I'm learning. You are, you are so learning. I'm really good at my job. If this is your first time tuning in, we're here every single weekday, 1130 to 1, providing inspiration, perspective, and a whole lot of Texas flavor. Let's get right to the music. Tier one from John Prine. In spite of ourselves, we'll follow that up with Charlie Crockett's Silver Daggers. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. It's time to start living a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. All right, let's talk about Thanksgiving. Let's, get our, let's give our recaps. Okay. You go first. Okay. So Thanksgiving, oh, um, we got up early and drove over and did the Fort Worth Turkey Trot. Oh yeah, how was that? It was good. It was um, chilly, but beautiful. And I love doing the Turkey Trot because it's just, everyone's in a good mood. There's lots of holiday spirit. I get to see Scott Murray in action. 
do. <laughs> you know, he's the MC. It's very cool. I, I didn't the, realize Scott Murray was still alive. Yes, and he still has frosted tip hair. He looks good. He looks really good. He's got to be 80-something years <laughs> no, old. No, he's not. No, he's probably 60. I mean, just a shade older than you. Okay. Just, so. <laughs> just a shade. And um, so... It, it, it's really fun. We we just walked it because we had a couple of babies and we pushed them in strollers and and then there were actual babies. I was referring to Jeff. We pushed him in a stroller. No, well, we, what we was really your time? Oh, we did it in like uh, fifty minutes. I almost texted you on Thanksgiving morning because I knew you were doing that and just ask you if you won. No, but you know what's funny? My brother Alan, he's two years younger than me, and he had texted me a couple of days before, and he's like, "Are you doing the trot?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Was oh, uh, that what the cool kids call it?" I'm sorry, the, the trot. trot. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Cool." He's never done it before, and so he goes, "Um, I've been really, you know, running, so I think I can maybe do a my like a personal best or meet a personal record." And I was, I didn't want to tell him, poor baby, he doesn't know that this isn't the kind of race that you like go for the gusto because there's a million people and dogs. Dogs and, and strollers, strollers and people dressed up as turkeys in tutus you know so it's like this is just a fun let's you know um work out a little bit before or whatever it's not even really working out you basically just walking three miles so did he show up in he, like full gear he showed up he goes he's he's being he's going to be chip timed and he's got you know and he's stretching and he's like he's like man he's, he's carbo got his, loading he's on his got way got to the race yes with fettuccine alfredo <laughs> that's from the office <laughs> so he's he's like right he's like wait you're not chip timed i'm like no this isn't one of those kinds of races and he's like oh i i think i'm gonna you know i'm hoping i can do really well blah 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 so he says goodbye because he's doing the 10k and he's got to get his game face on you know so then he comes back afterwards he's standing and waiting and he must have been waiting on us for 30, 45 minutes because he ran that thing fast. Anyway, I walked up to him and said, hey, how'd you do? And he was like, man, after mile two, I was really hard, but I, it was really hard. I was I kind of lost, lost my mojo, but I got sixth in my age division. I'm like, well, that's awesome. There you go. <laughs> so, anyway, so we did the turkey trot and then we went home and then I had to just bust into gear because everyone's coming to my house. Right. We were expecting- When you're hosting, it's tough. 25 to 30 people and I did all the heavy lifting- as far as the cooking part goes. But everybody came over. We had a really nice time. Um, we were really all thankful and grateful. Did you guys do anything special for your grandma? We just honored her by, um, you know, just remembering that this was our first Thanksgiving without her. We remembered Emmy um, because, you know, that we lost her right after we lost my grandmother. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of, we all stand in a circle around my, in my kitchen. We hold hands. We sort of talk about, you know, thankfulness. And then... Do you some, pray at your house? My cousin Cody always leads the prayer. Do you excuse yourself from the room when he prays? <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. I got to pee really bad. You guys, but go ahead and pray. Just go ahead and pray. I'll be back. Oh my gosh. It's not that bad. <laughs> I can, I can make it through a prayer. <laughs> If they keep it short and sweet. Yes. Okay. So, but it was a good time. And yeah. Everybody hung out. No everybody drama. hung out. Did, and did we, they leave in a timely manner? They left uh, after the Cowboy game. I mean, m some people started trickling out because they had other places to go. The, my poor, you know, kids who have, they're grown and they have spouses and boyfriends and things and they have to go and do that. So they don't get to relax. At least I'm there. I don't have to wear shoes. I'm there for the day. I can drink as much wine as I want because I'm not driving anywhere. So... 
It is. It's a good day. It was very nice. Speaking of shoes, real quick. We're doing the show today from Brazos House Retreat, Rainbow, Texas. Shauna drove in to do the show today. Thank you. You're welcome. I love being out here. And she shows up and she goes, just tell people what you told me as soon as you got out of the car. I said, I just realized I'm wearing my house slippers. I was so busy and I got dressed and I had to deal with my dogs and everything and take them to the groomer, drop them off on the way. And I realized, I looked down and I saw my feet. I'm wearing house shoes. She has house slippers <laughs> on. That my, is awesome. I'm like super cute in my jeans and my sweater mm. and I put on makeup and did my hair just for you in this show. And I forgot to put on real shoes. It reminds me that you are a human being. I am a human being. You are. I mean, somewhat superhuman, but still human. You know what it reminds me of? What? All the people from Presbyterian Night Shelter, the homeless shelter in Fort Worth, they would rock the house <laughs> shoes all the time. They got their money's worth out of their house shoes. Man, I tell you what. The irony there. Is that we used to work there. That's where we met. That's where, that is where we met. <laughs> well, we didn't live there. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let us. <laughs> They're like, you guys got to go home. All right, let me, let me give you my Thanksgiving recap real okay. quick. We did Tanya's extended family on Thanksgiving Day. We drove down to New Braunfels. Now, Tanya and the kids drove down early. By the way, thank you for saying that word right. New Braunfels? My whole family calls it New Bronzeville. New Bronzeville? I know, it's New Braunfels. New, so thank you for saying it correctly. But now I'm going to be thinking about it every time I say it. New Braunfels. New Braunfels. <laughs> oh, you messed me up. Oh, you just jacked me up. <laughs> Sorry. New Braunfels. New Braunfels. Okay. New Braunfels. Go. So they went down early. I drove down that morning mm -hmm. and I drove back that same night with my family in tow. But down there, it was great. We, we ate, we played a little baseball, we watched the Cowboy game. And I didn't find out till after the fact that there was some drama. Now, I need to bring everybody up to speed real quick. Do not judge me. You may not even know this story. Tanya's aunt and my uncle have dated for 20-something years. Okay. Maybe 30-something years. So you and Tanya are related. <laughs> kind of in a weird way. Ew. Is that why your children came out looking You're weird? So weird, right? <laughs> Have you seen my son? Yes. Is that why he has a baby arm growing out of his forehead? <laughs> so her cousin, Christy, I called my cousin growing up. Mm -hmm. And then she's the one that actually introduced me and Tanya. I tell you all this to say that my uncle Carl was there. And then my cousin Donovan showed up also. And, the, and I'm not going to get into all the family drama, but there was drama between my side of the family that's now part of Tanya's family. Oh, Does that make sense? Yes. And I didn't know this. Ah. And I was so upset because I would have brought it up. I'm that guy. I mean, if there's drama, let's get it you out You would have pointed out the elephant in the room? Exactly. And I'll tell you off the air the deal. And it is cray cray. Okay. It is so crazy. Because you're just saying names of people and we don't know who you're I, talking right, about. Right, right. But I'm just, you know, just kind of painting the picture. Okay. And the only people that listen to the show are my family. <laughs> so, so they all know. Your phone is about to start ringing. Right. Drew, stop talking about this right now. Right now. This is family business we have to act like we're perfect anyway so that was that deal and then on saturday my family converged on rainbow texas and we did our immediate family thanksgiving which was nice because everybody didn't just run off mm -hmm. we stayed the night and hung out with mom and dad and made campfires and it was it was a good time we played glow in the dark capture the flag fun yeah it was a good time really enjoyed that so that that was kind of Kind of my Thanksgiving. Good. A lot of food. It is. And it's a lot of food and it's a lot. It's a lot of leftovers and I love it. It's my favorite. I was very, very good with my gluten conscious diet though. Oh, I see, drink, I would so I fail. Eat, I didn't eat any stuffing or <gasps> dressing. That's sacrilegious. I'm sorry. It, I didn't do it. Golly. I think I had like, a, that's, that was like in the center of my plate and I had just little things around it. You built it. around <laughs> yes, it? Yes, I did. That was the staple? <laughs> it was. So buy it a dressing. 
bite of potatoes, bite of dressing, bite of casserole, bite of dressing, bite of turkey. Yeah, like it, the bite of dressing was on every forkful. One thing that I did realize, and I thought of you during my different Thanksgiving feasts, Aww. was everybody who makes dressing mm-hmm. or stuffing claims theirs is the best. Well, oh, they can't, it oh, can't be because mine is the best. <laughs> it's really the best. Oh, mine's the best. <laughs> who made the stuffing? Oh, I did. Isn't it the best? People are proud of their... I was just going to ask if it was gluten-free. <laughs> no. It's not. It's Can not. you make it gluten-free? I don't know. Will you do that for me? Make me a gluten-free stuffing? I will. Okay. Let me write that down. I'll just text you and let okay, you know. Okay, cool. Speaking of food, and we may do this later this week, you looked for McDonald's on your way to Rainbow, Texas, so you could buy a filet of fish. I know, but it was too early, and I didn't see a McDonald's. You guys have nothing out here. We have nothing. I saw your post office. <laughs> it's precious. <laughs> I mean, it didn't make me want to stop and take a picture of it, because it's just like a brick building, but... It needs to be like super quaint. If it looked like a Christmas cottage, then I would want to take, you know, a picture of it and be like, oh my God, look at this quaint little post office in Rainbow, Texas. But it, no, it was like a brick <laughs> shed. <laughs> You're listening to the Divining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Coming up later in the show, we're going to do List Mania, People Wrongly Accused. The next segment I want to do is, are we really friends? Okay. An Instagram lie detector test. Okay, sounds good. We'll do that. And then we'll have our bearded banter from our friends at Hungry Wolf Beard Company. Make sure you check them out at HungryWolfBeardCompany.com. Again, you're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Get busy living or get busy dying. This is Austin Mead. I couldn't have said it better myself. This is the Defining Audacity radio show. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Shauna Glenn. And I'm Drew Myers. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are broadcasting from Rainbow, Texas. Brazos House Retreat. I love it here. Thank you so much for coming in again. This makes it easy on me. Now, that's probably the one of the hardest things about this show is coordinating, getting together. Yes, because, because we live an hour away an from hour each away. other. Mm-hmm. But, but we're making it work. Yes, we are. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And again, I've said this before. I mean, I res- I'm resentful a little bit, but it's okay. What do you mean? Uh, about uh, me having to just go out of my way to do this with you. <laughs> We've got such a positive response from the show so far. And I want to give a shout out to Coach Jim Sloshnagel from yes. Texas Christian University. He's the head baseball coach. Tunes in from time to time. So, Coach, if you're listening, thank you so much. I also want to give a shout out to, to Gabe and Scott, my buddies from here in Glenrose. They listen regularly. Russell Tucker from Hungry Wolf Beard Company listens on a regular basis. Joy, Wayne, Stephanie, um, the girls down at Rock and Hair, Body and Soul here in Glenrose tune in regularly. So thank you to everybody who has tuned in. If you would like a shout out on there, we'd love to give you one. 469-844-8407. 469-844-8407. Make sure you tell your friends about this also. Sean and I really want to grow this into something special. Yeah, meaningful. We're kind of partial, but we think this thing is damn it good. It is funny. I re-listened, I will tell you, on the drive up here today, I re-listened to our very first uh, episode I, because you can go back and you can hear you can hear the archive uh, shows right I don't on, even know on how realtexasradio.com you can just click defining audacity radio show at the top of the and page and find but, the episode but what's cool is we're starting to upload the shows now on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher yes. and Spreaker all any place you can get your mm-hmm. podcast from so that's awesome as well the only yep. difference between those shows and the show you're going to get on realtexasradio.com it doesn't have the music so if you're like I like classic rock mm-hmm. like yourself Shauna mm-hmm. You can listen to it in other ways and just get your your fill of Shauna and Drew. Yeah, because that's my favorite part. I don't. I just skip the music. I just want to listen to me and you talk. Mostly me. Okay. A little bit you. You just fast forward through me. I do. I'm like, oh my god, I sound amazing. I'm hilarious. Okay, well, this is my segment. This is one I threw out there when we were doing our show prep. 
Are we really friends? Just answer the question. Yes, we're really for, friends. Okay, we are? Yes. So I was looking for some promo material okay. for the show. Mm-hmm. Pictures of us together. <laughs> so I went to your Instagram page to see if I could find some. Okay. You're not going to find any pictures of people on my Instagram. This was an old, your personal. Oh, An old yeah. Instagram account. Okay, okay. And I found one. Okay. So here's the test. Are we really friends? Okay. Can you think of the picture on your Instagram account, whichever one it, I pulled this from. Okay. Where you and I were together. Yes. It was either at a Mexican restaurant, Papacitos, before we went to a Rangers game. Is that it exactly? Okay, then we were both wearing Texas Rangers outfits at the game, at a baseball game, at the World Series or at a, it was at a baseball game. No, I remember that, but that is not the one that I found. So, again. Okay, let's see. Uh, One from the night shelter where we used to serve and and we worked there all the time regularly. So, are we? Yes, really we are really our friends because I'm thinking of all these pictures I've been Do you want me to you. tell you about the picture or just turn my phone around and show you? Okay, show it to picture. me. Show it to me. Oh my gosh, that You're, was so long ago. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. That, that was, was your, a fun party. That was your book release party, wasn't it? No, that was not. That was my when Philip, my brother Philip and Jen opened their studio Studios. in So Seven. Yeah, their photography studio. They had a they had a party. And I and I helped kind of coordinate. Yes. That. So that is man, we look good. We do. We look that good. needs to be our photo for this show. It really, truly does. But it looks like you were accosting me. It looks like you were trying to eat you eat your face. <laughs> no, cute. it doesn't. It it's is really cute. cute. It's really cute. We'll post it so people can see. Yeah, it. post it. That's really cute. We were wearing... But we've been in lots of photos together because we've gone to so many Rangers games together. That's kind of our love language. I felt through the years besides doing our work at the night shelter. You and I like talk Rangers baseball and we have gone to many games together. And we've tailgated at TCU football games. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we should be related. We really should. I and know. we really should have more photos together. Okay. I was, because I was going through your Instagram and I was like, oh, surely. Stalker. There's, there's right. <laughs> surely there's going to be some photos on here of us together. And the only one that I can find is us wearing these fedoras. Mine's a plaid fedora. I'm holding a Shiner Bach mm-hmm. bottle. And why are you on a flip phone? I think we were just trying to be funny and like the way you're funny is you get on a flip phone i don't know just don't worry about it but isn't that cute it's really super cute like look how young i look and i look skinnier too oh i hate being chubby why do you always do that because it's it's the worst thing it's like i'm so confident in my whole like every aspect of my life except me being like 10 or 15 pounds overweight right now keeps me up at night. Like I It does? Yes, because I I'm so mad at myself that I don't have any self-control or that I don't look better. Like coming up soon we're going to be going on a trip with some friends. We're going somewhere warm and tropical and I just can't believe I have to wear like summer clothes in front of people. I feel terrible about myself. Girl. I know. But I, I but I it's like so in my head. It keeps me up at night. I know. You're looking at me like what the fuck? <laughs> well, I hate that you feel that way. That's what that look is for. I know. Because, well, because it's, I, it's my demons. It's the demons I battle. How do you, so how do you work through those demons? We've kind of talk, touched on that before. I don't know. I mean, I just need to, I don't know. If I swallow a little bit of bleach, would it make me sick enough oh, to lose God. weight? How about go to a counselor? 
I don't need therapy. I need to eat less. Drew, pay attention. But don't you think they could help you with that? No, unless they have diet pills. Oh, gosh. I know. Now, we are about to start our training regimen for the half marathon at the Cowtown. Yep. And that will help. And I do work out a lot, but... Oh, it's just, it's just something I've always had a battle. It's okay. But I mean, I look at old photos of me. I'm like, dang, man, I had it together. Yeah. That together was called 36 years old. I know. Oh, I want to be back there. What was your like prime? Like if you could 20, 28, 28, Mm -hmm. you had it going on. Yes. I had this like cute little booty and tiny little clothes. Were you married or single at that point? I was single. So you're saying I should divorce Jeff so I can be skinny again? Wow. He'll be glad to listen to this show. Thank listen. God he doesn't listen, right? But isn't there something to that? Not, and then I'm not saying get You're not promoting or, divorce. I'm not okay, promoting good. divorce or definitely not saying you divorce Jeff. But isn't there something to that when you're in a relationship? You just get comfortable. You get comfortable and they love me for who I am. No, and that's his, you know what? That makes me so mad at him because he, you know what he tells me every He's like, you're so beautiful. You're like the most beautiful woman. Aww. How do our guys just not falling all over themselves for you? I'm like, have you looked at me? I used to be super cute. And I think that's, he remembers when I was super cute. So you're because like, he tells you that, you're like, I can eat this. No, I, I don't know. It's not. It's not slices of pumpkin. No, no, pie. no. I don't even think like that. That my brain doesn't work like that. I just eat it because I like food, and then it's later that I go, "Oh my god, get a hold of yourself." Wasn't this segment supposed to be on Instagram, friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you saw a picture of yourself. And I know. Then you, and then you well, it's a really it. good picture. We really need to promote that picture. We will. Yeah. I just hate that you went kind of down that rabbit hole. Ah, uh, you know what? It's just it's something I it's. It's weird, you know, you look at somebody and you think they have it all together and they're like confident, but everyone's got their stuff they battle. Everybody's and got this their is, demons. And this is mine. It really does keep me up at night. See, and I hate that also. Oh, I hate that. So anyway, I just need to quit eating crap. Okay. But I really want to fillet a fish right now. <laughs> <laughs> if there was one right here, would you just put it down? Oh, yeah. You would be like, can you put your food down <laughs> so we can like do the show? Hey, please don't touch my fillet of fish. Yeah, no, I, I, all I want is one and my fries and then I'm done. Okay. I won't eat yours too. I do know when to stop, kind of. Okay, not really. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. And I used to be so cute. Get busy living or get busy dying. I'm Gerald Dodd and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Live on purpose. Yeah. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Shauna Glenn. And I'm Drew Myers. It's time for our list mania today. List mania are lists that we find or they find us. And it's just interesting stuff. And I throw it out there to Shauna and she says something funny about it. Your biggest fear mm-hmm. is what? And it's an irrational fear. I know it's most likely not going to happen. Knock on wood. Um, I'm afraid that I'm going to be sent to prison for a crime I didn't commit. And Wrong, I, wrongfully accused. Yes. Wrongfully convicted. Yes. Sent away hard prison time. Gen so, pop. So we talked about this. This is one of the first episodes. I She yeah. shared that mm-hmm. phobia with me. Yes. So as I was prepping for the show, I stumbled upon this list. And it's 
25 worst cases of people being wrongfully accused. Oh now, we're gosh. not going to go through all 25 mm -hmm. today. We're not even going to go through 10 of them. I'm just going to pick a handful of these for you and just share these stories. Okay. Because it's your fear. Otherwise, yes. I would have gone right past this. Okay. Okay. The first one is number seven on this list. Okay. General John D. Lavelle. You familiar with John D.? Yes, very. <laughs> Best friend. I have his poster in my room. This is a, a case of a man's service to his country gone wrong for General John D. Lavelle, who was stripped of his ranks because of allegations of misconduct over bombing missions in the Vietnam War. Mm. A little over 20 years after his death, President Obama nominated him posthumously back to the grade of general on the retired list. Information was released that General Lavelle was only following orders that the misconduct was, in fact, higher up the chain of command. So he's in the armed services, and he gets these orders to drop these bombs mm -hmm. during the Vietnam War, and then he's convicted for doing that. Yep, he took the fall. That has got to be... Well, I mean, that's a fuck you twice. Right. Because you're there, and it's so hard on these guys. I mean, like, I have an uncle who was in Vietnam, can't talk about it for one second. You know what I mean? Like, there's some bad that went down over there. Terrible. And then they never recover, and then you just are following orders, and then they're like, hey, by the way. You're no longer a general. Yeah, and, and you're going to go to prison. Have a nice day. Yeah, that is tough. And I think why you're scared of going to prison. I may be putting words in your mouth, but when I see movies like this, your hands are tied. There is nothing you can do. It's almost like you're trapped. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and this particular gentleman, that's how it was. Just following orders and then his life is completely ruined until... After he's dead. After he's dead. Which he doesn't even know anymore that yeah. he, this happened. Crazy. Aww. Does this just make you feel anxious? It and, does. It gives me a heebie-jeebies. What would you... Do you think you would go to jail for? Hmm. Well, I can't. It's not like you can accidentally rob a bank. I mean, not on purpose. So it wouldn't be something like that. So I don't know. Maybe it could be somebody thinks my car was involved in some hit and run that oh. killed somebody. You know oh. what I mean? Something like that where it wasn't my car, but you've, they've got witnesses and they, you know what I mean? Like maybe oh, you were there yeah. in the parking lot 30 minutes before and there was another white Cherokee that looked just like yours and with a driver who, kind of like my cousin Vinny. Do you remember my cousin Vinny? Yes. It was like those, these two young guys in this old convertible car, they go to the convenience store, they rob the place and shoot the clerk and then, and then it just so happened that the other, the two guys who were the main, Ralph Macchio and his buddy, they were there at the same one, but 30 minutes. But, and so that's what happened with them. So big, bad cousin Vinny had to come down and Joe Pesci had to come in and save the clear day. their name. So that kind of thing where it's a case of mistaken identity, but coincidence that sort of fell into place that you fit the scenario, but you just absolutely were not there. Did not do it. Number five on this list, Holly Harvey Crippen in 1910. British doctor Holly Harvey Crippen was convicted of poisoning his wife, Cora Turner, and dissolving her body with acid. Mm. He was hanged for the murder after he was found to have purchased a large amount of poison that killed her and was attempting to run off to Quebec with another woman. Oh, always another woman. In 2007, with the help of genetic evidence, it was discovered that the torso found under the brick floor of his basement, thought to be Cora's, was actually of a man. Oh my goodness. It also doesn't make sense that Crippen would poison his wife and then mutilate the body since poisonings are usually made to look like a natural death. While this doesn't clear Crippen of the crime, it also doesn't provide the concrete evidence that used to convict him. Wow. 
Can you unhang somebody? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Oops. Rewind the tape. Oh, man, that's that's bad. I mean, he kind of looks guilty. Right. Maybe he was just killing some rats with some poison. Wife ends up dying. Mm -hmm. You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever see the movie Nine to Five? Yes. Okay. So Lily Tomlin's, everything is a movie reference with me. Right, or a TV show. Okay, Lily Tomlin's, char- like the, the her character, she was really sick of her boss, Dabney Coleman. She went to buy Skinny and Sweet for his coffee because he was always telling her to get him coffee. And she was way above getting him coffee. She accidentally put rat poison because the box looks like skinny and sweet right put it in his coffee well he doesn't drink it and when he goes to drink the coffee his chair collapses because it's broken and he goes onto the floor and hits his head and they find his coffee and they think they've she's poisoned him so they have to do this big cover-up so that kind of reminds me of that whole thing with just look so that's another way you're going to go to prison for something you didn't do because you accidentally put rat poison in your boss's coffee how do you remember all of that? <laughs> I don't know. Because my brain is weird and just chooses to remember things. The name of the sweetener <laughs> that Lily Tomlin <laughs> thought she was putting in her boss's coffee. That's what's impressive. Skinny and sweet. Was that really what it was called? Yes. Did you see nine to five last night? No. <laughs> no. How did you, how do you remember that? I don't know. I think I'm on the spectrum of brilliance. I mean, like, I think I might be a genius. What do you think? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So this is why I have this fear because I remember these instances in fictional movies, but it imitates life or imitates life. So that's why I think I remember and retain, you know, what's going to happen. Somebody's going to end up dead and it's going to look like I did it because I feel like I keep putting it out there. I promise I would never kill anybody on purpose. Well, here's another one. Dewey Bazello, and I'm working backwards here. This is number 16. He was a former amateur boxer who was best known for being in prison back in 1983 for a murder of an elderly woman. Mm. Okay. Bazella served 26 years in prison before his conviction was overturned in 2009. Lawyers discovered new evidence that had been suppressed by prosecutors showing Bazella was, in fact, innocent and had been framed. So right there, that's what you're talking about. Yep. So let me ask you this. You may not know. What happens to these people? He went to jail for 26 years years right and they're just like just kidding wasn't you you're free to go awful do they compensate these people for the usually they are sued they are yeah they are usually compensated it's not it's not anything what you might have had the potential to make during your life you know if you hadn't gone to prison so I think they they ended up filing lawsuits that's actually happening right now do you watch making a murderer on Netflix That's actually happening right now with this guy being in prison. He was imprisoned for like 18 years. He was released. Uh, because they found uh, new evidence. He, he kept saying the whole time, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Well, turns out he didn't do it. And so after like spending 18 or 20 years in prison, he was released. And so his attorneys filed a $43 million lawsuit against the city and the police department and all that stuff. Well, guess what? He was going to win that. Guess what happens? Somebody else in town gets murdered. Guess who gets the rap for it? So they rushed that along. And he's and he comes from a family. They are they are not wealthy. They are not the smartest people in town. And so it's easy to pick on somebody who... Well, he's already been in prison and, you know, he does. I mean, they aren't um, smart and they are poor. They can't really defend themselves. So he's back in prison for a second crime. 
And now he's hired this bulldog attorney and they're it's like the end of season two and so you're still waiting to see but it's this is exactly the what kind of stuff i'm talking about you need to turn off the television <laughs> i need to just live my life yes and stop watching nine to five in this <laughs> and my cousin Vinny <laughs> making a murderer right exactly so do you see why i have this fear because yes, because you can't turn the tv off <laughs> i like it so i'm um, just scrolling through this there's a couple that come up and this is what scares me as I mean, the, one, one of the examples was a woman, but somebody is charged with rape. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that scares me to death. If you're in a situation where nobody else is around. Right. And if nothing, nothing happened. Right. She could just make it up about you. Yes. And even if you don't go to jail, let's say you're not even convicted, but just her or him mm-hmm. screaming rape, that will ruin you. Oh, it would. Yeah. That scares the heck out of me. So it's, it's almost about being aware always about the situation that mm-hmm. you're in. Well, you know what it comes down to really is you have to pretty much put your faith and trust in everyone around you. You have a trust that I'm not going to say, well, Drew, we were in this situation. You have to trust that you, you know, you're alone in a store with somebody else. And she, you, it's all about trust. It happens in every situation. You trust the person driving next to you isn't going to run. You know, right. when you trust crossing across the street, you have faith in the man that's sitting at the light that he's not going to mow you down with his car. It is about trust and faith in people. So, I mean, that's why I think they're still mostly good in the world because it's not like a free for all. So these people that are put in these situations, we'll we'll continue to use rape as an example, are they not putting themselves in the right situations around the right people? Is is that the crime? Is that... Maybe. Is that what they're guilty of? Yeah, I guess. I I mean, I I don't want to think that... You don't want to constantly wondering if you're going to be victimized or you're going to be accused of something. Right, I can't live like that either. Uh, you can't live like that. So I think basically you just have to maybe know the character of the person. I mean, I, as much as you can. If it's a stranger, you're not going to know. You can, you're not going to give them a quiz really quickly. Like, hey, would you ever, you know. Can you answer these three questions just real quick? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just crazy to me. But now what's to, in this segment, you've got my mind thinking like that. In this particular list also mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. So now my new fear is going to jail, wrongfully accused. Sorry. Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come and visit you. Yes. I'll put money in your commissary. There's a list mania today. A little bit different type of list mania, but I wanted to address your fear. I'm glad you did. That was wrongfully convicted. And now you think I'm totally weird. Are you sweating? No, I'm really not. I kind of am. You are? Yeah. Are you feeling guilty about something? No. What have you done? I don't feel guilty about it. Who did you kill? (laughs) I don't feel guilty about anything. It's just, I hate that feeling of being trapped. No way out. I know. I'm sorry. I should have kept my fear to myself. Damn you, Shauna. I know. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Coming up, we've got our bearded banter today. Best and worst practical jokes. Again, you're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Shauna Glenn. And I'm Drew Myers. Live like we're telling the best story in the world. I'm Rob Redwine, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Live on purpose. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity Radio Show and Podcast. I'm Shauna Glenn. And I'm Drew Myers, broadcasting from Rainbow, Texas today. We're at Brazos House Retreat. It's my parents' place out here on the Brazos River. 
It's quiet. It is. I keep watching um, over your shoulder out the window. There's a squirrel chasing another squirrel and I'm getting distracted. It's like shiny object. (laughs) So I keep watching these two squirrels chase each other. You guys don't have squirrels? Um, You have squirrels. I know. And when I was driving in, there were a bunch of cows in the road and sheep and like a dog trying to herd the sheep back. And I was like, where am I? Rainbow, Texas. I know. It was pretty cool. Pretty, if you, pretty if cool. you drove around our property, you would see one pig, mm-hmm. you would see longhorns, mm. a mule, donkeys. Do you have baby goats? We do have baby goats. Oh my gosh, you have to let me see uh, the baby goats. I will. Our um, The guy that's taking care of our property, Carlos, is raising them to eat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would love to introduce you to them because I think that we're going to serve Cabrito. them at New Year's. <laughs> is that what you call it, Cabrito? Goat is Cabrito. There you go. Yeah. Yes, that's what he's doing. Oh, God. All right. Well, maybe I can sneak one in my car so it can <laughs> not be eaten. Jeez, aloo. They are They are pretty cute. So cute. Especially when they're real, real Tiny, little. tiny. They're so you know, we cute. have a pregnant goat also. Can I have take her home with me? And then, yeah, I think she's going to have twins. She's <gasps> huge. Oh, okay, I'll huge. take her with me. I'll sneak her in my Jeep. We've got chickens, dogs, barn cats. It's like a damn zoo here. It is. It's like Charlotte's Web. It is. It really is. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we have a rat or two around here. Probably. All right. What we're going to do now is our bearded banter from our friends at Hungry Wolf Beard Company. Check them out. HungryWolfBeardCompany.com. Everything they make is handcrafted and all natural. They are the unofficial official beard brand company of the Texas music scene. Again, go to HungryWolfBeardCompany.com and make sure you use the promo code live on purpose. That does two things. Get you free shipping. Yay. Second thing is let's Russell Tucker know that his investment in this radio show is paying off. Here's the question today. Russell submits a question that we answer live on the air. Shauna always goes first. I don't know why, but you do. Aww. Best or worst practical jokes? Now, you already said your family. Yes, is- my I come from a long line of practical jokers. My grandfather has pulled off some doozies in his day before he passed away. Let me tell you just real quick why I'm not a practical joker. Okay. This goes back, and it may have been around a Thanksgiving holiday where we had everybody over at our house. And my father was taking a nap in the middle of the living room floor. I know that sounds weird, but he, he was. And my uncle, Carl, who we actually brought up earlier in the show, put shaving cream in his hand, tickled his nose with something, and then, then he hit himself with the shaving cream in the face, right? Classic. Yes. Classic practical joke. My dad flipped s i'm sure he he was embarrassed he was embarrassed he was so pissed off and everybody thought it was funny right and that's probably why he was got so pissed off and i was like that's not very kind that's not very nice why would you do something like that and i think that stuck with me i was real little Mm -hmm. that stuck with me and i've never been a real practical joker if your dad was in here right now and you brought up that story how would he feel about it now does he laugh would he laugh about it would it make him take him back there to where he felt humiliated again or would it be like oh gosh I can laugh about it now but or how would he feel I don't know I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna have that conversation with okay. him I'm gonna say he may not even remember it yeah. what's crazy about it yeah but I do remember it and it was that, significant to you it completely ruined any practical joking mm-hmm. going on in my life for sure <laughs> okay so but your family big practical jokers yes so this has been about 15 years ago when I was much younger um, I was out with some friends. We went to Dallas. We went to like a bar where a band was playing, you know, sitting at a table, having some beers, watching the band. And I said, um, you guys, I think I can pull off a prank. And they're like, what? And so I just 
walked to the side. There was like a, a, a big guy, you know, guarding the stage. And I said, hey, um, listen, I'm with the Food Network. We're, we're filming around Dallas area. And uh, I've got my camera crews in the back. I'm wondering if we could come up on stage and get the singer of the band to give a shout out to uh, my show on the Food Network. And he was like, oh, okay, hold on, let me go. So he goes up the steps and he, they were in between songs and he grabs like the, one of the guitar players and leans, you know, says, repeats what I said to him. He looks over at me, the guitar player does, and waves at me on, waves me up. My friends are sitting like at the table. I look back at them and give them the the thumbs up and they're like, their mouths are agape. They cannot believe that I'm doing this. So I go up Do you remember who the singer was? Just No, I don't, I don't. So- it was in between songs. They took a break for a minute to talk to me. I just went up there and I just said, you know, hey, I'm in, we're in town. We're doing um, some different uh, restaurants here in town filming. And I would love to get you guys to give a shout out to the Food Network. And they were like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. And they were like, and so the bright lights are shining up on the stage. So they're like this. They go, where are your crews? And I go, there's one over there and there's one over there. There was actually nobody back there except people. But they can't see because the light's kind of blinding up right. on this, you know, from the ground up. So. So they just kind of, they believe me. So um, I, we all get in front of the mic and they were like, what do you want us to say? And I was like, you know, hey, you're watching um, the, whatever I said the show was called on the Food Network, um, you know, thank you, Dallas, or whatever I made them say. And so they did it thinking they were being filmed. And then they were like, when is this going to be on? One of the guys was like, when is this going to be on? Mom? My mom is obsessed with the Food Network. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Back up. Rewind. I've got questions. Okay. Okay. Question number one. Did you go into this evening thinking, I'm going to do something Nope. So this was a spur of the moment, spontaneous thing. What happened in your little brain (laughs) that said, I'm going to do this right now? You're sitting there with your girlfriend. I don't know. I don't know because it's been so long ago that the the little tiny details surrounding the evening and why I did that, I don't know if they dared me to get up on stage or so that I don't I don't recall okay so that would make sense if they're like I bet you can't get on stage watch this yes that's different Mm -hmm. okay so my second question is at what point during this little joke with the band did you feel like an (laughs) a-hole pretty much right away I really felt bad when the guy was like when is this going to be on because my mom what I was like oh did you keep the lie going I pretty much just let them say what I told them to say. And then I was like, thanks a lot. And then I went downstairs and I, I mean, downstairs, I went down the steps to the, my friends and I said, let's go. Let's get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. And then we got in the car and drove back to Fort Worth. And I think I was <laughs> mixed between like shaking, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that too. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of a badass. Right, right, right. Anyway, I don't know if it's a proud moment. Probably not. I'd probably be horrified if my kids said they did that. But it's also kind of funny. And And nobody was hurt. Oh, no, no, no. Nobody was hurt. And I think nobody was hurt or embarrassed or I didn't. You know, it's not like I yanked their pants down and pointed at their small wiener. I mean, (laughs) you know, this on the food network. (laughs) (laughs) Little smoke. Next up, pigs in a blanket. (laughs) So I think that's my biggest problem with practical jokes is when people even if it's feelings, yeah. get hurt. Right. I don't, I don't like that. But in that situation, even if they were to come off stage, they're like, hey, where's that camera? You're like, guys, I was just yanking your chain. It wouldn't have been that big I might. Yeah, they might have been annoyed with me. I might have like, gotten kicked out of the bar. But I didn't, yes, I didn't hurt anybody. But it was, yeah, you're right. I was kind of an a-hole. 
when I was in elementary school, my buddy Greg, who I'm still friends with today, the only real person that I keep in touch with from school, we've known each other since the fifth grade. He pulled a practical joke on me. Probably that first year we met in the fifth grade, it had something to do with our music teacher and something. And I was embarrassed in front of the entire fifth grade. She saw your wiener. Yeah. She's like, little smokies, <laughs> pigs in a blanket. No, but <laughs> that's funny. But that stuck with me also. I was I, I was really embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Everybody saw it. And I, I think back to my dad and the shaving cream in the hand and everybody was laughing. And I mean, that's just not kind. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, there was one pulled on me in high school. Uh, a bunch of my best friends, there was probably eight or 10 of us. We went uh, camping out at my grandparents' ranch one time. So we pitched actual tents. We took a bunch of food out there and we um stayed in tents for a couple of nights so they took a picture of me sitting in front of the tent and like my hair was a mess and i was wearing just ratty clothes and i was dirty and so one of my girlfriends took that picture of me and they went to like kinko's or someplace to make copies they put the picture on there they wrote out these words it's like have you seen this hobo last seen da 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 da, -da with all this information call and so they made like 200 copies and they put it on everybody's windshield in the school parking lot. Hmm. And I was pissed. Oh, sure. So I thought that was mean and I was mad. And I thought that was very, and especially it's hard enough to be a teenager. And then you got like people. Calling and you see, a hobo. In, this, in this climate, you can't get away with stuff like that. I mean, you know, they would have been arrested for harassment now or whatever, bullying. You know what I mean? Right. And although I was mad, I got over it and everything. Uh, although I do remember it, you know, so it stuck with me all these years later, 30 years later or whatever. So that's the that's probably the biggest one that has been pulled on me. As, we, as we're talking through this, I keep thinking of other little pranks. I did do one and this falls in the mean category like nothing good is going to come of this. Greg and I going back to Greg, we're mm -hmm. working at Little Caesars and we got off work that night and then we called in a like a 50, 60 pizza order. Mm. A fake order, you know, haha. Mm -hmm. you, but think about all the money and the mm -hmm. time and the yeah. energy wasted to do that. I mean, what good is going to come of that? Right. So, well, y'all are dummies. We are dummies. Yeah. So that's how that. That's how that goes. Are there any good practical jokes though? I mean, my grandfather pulled off a really hilarious one, but I don't know if you if we have time. I know you're yeah, run a tight ship here. <laughs> Is it funny? It is funny. Okay, do it. So, okay, back in the days, you used to be able to smoke indoors. In, like in offices and buildings, right. you could smoke you in could your smoke office. You could smoke on an airplane. Yeah, exactly. Trapped in a box with smoke. <laughs> so um, he had this guy who was one of his accountants, and he was always smoking in his office. My grandfather would go in there, and, and my grandfather owned the company, and he would say, you're going to burn this place down one day if you don't stop smoking in here and so anyway he my grandfather thought well i'll show him so he comes in like four o'clock in the morning one morning he takes his door off the off of the hinges and he burns it takes it out in the parking lot and burns the door he like burns a bunch of paper and throws it all in his in his office on the floor he takes the light bulb out so that there's no light coming in so he can't see really up close he took black trash bags and he stapled them all over the walls so that it's dark oh, and it looks wow. like his office is burned out he i mean like he it smells like smoke there's a burned door so then so by the time that he's done my grandfather is exhausted but it's now time for work so he puts on his work clothes he never goes home he just stays there 
then he waits around the corner for 8.30 when this guy comes in. And the guy comes in, turns the corner, and sees what appears that his office has burned you know, his office is burned. Just his office. Yeah, just his office. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. And so he like turns around and starts panning and screaming. And my grandfather jumps out from from around the corner and starts dying laughing. That's like, pretty funny. It is funny. That's a lot of work. Though. It was a lot of, but he did this kind of stuff all the time. That he told he told a couple of people one time because my grandfather he knew some very influential people and he actually did some business with Bob Hope and so one time he told these two guys he said listen Bob Hope's plane gets in at five thirty at DFW Airport I need y'all to be out there at the airport with a sign that say welcome to Fort Worth Mr Hope I need y'all to wait there and pick him up well he wasn't coming in but these two guys went out there but guess what. The joke's also on my grandfather because he has to drive out to the airport so he can witness these two yahoos right. do this so he can get the laugh. Right. <laughs> so it's like, dude, this is as much on you as it is these guys <laughs> holding up the sign that says, welcome to Fort Worth, Mr. Hope. And then it, how does it end? Like, they never get there and my grandfather just comes up, you know, uh-huh. comes up to him and starts laughing. Ah, I made you come down here. <laughs> we made you come down here. <laughs> who's the joke actually on right Right. anyway that's the kind of stuff and so my mom's really pulls off some really cute jokes just not that wouldn't hurt anybody but that's just I come from this joking family where everyone wants to laugh and maybe that's why humor comes so easily for me because I come from that you know place where god he always made it he used to say he, he I have seven boy cousins I'm the only girl I'm the oldest out of eight grandkids and my grandfather used to bet on the cowboy games. And so he would say, all right, you kids need to sit down here and root for the cowboys because I've bet the ranch on them. If, if they lose, we lose the ranch. You got nowhere to go. And we would all start crying, don't bet the ranch. And so anyway, he thought he got the biggest kick out of that. Yeah, but he got us to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. every, if everybody's on board with the practical jokes too, yeah, I think it's a different story. I think if... People are expecting it. They're like, oh, Grandpa so-and-so, he's mm-hmm. always pulling he's something. He's always pulling pranks. You know, it's almost like a badge of honor if you get a, a prank pulled on you or something like that. Right. But, it, but setting that foundation and developing that culture probably takes years it does and years, take years and years yes. and years. And it just takes one person to get in their feelings hurt, be like, oh, we can't do that anymore. Uh, yeah. And we live in a sensitive society. We definitely do now. Yeah, you can't do anything. So no more practical jokes. No more jokes. No more jokes. <laughs> Down with jokes. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Russell Tucker. Thank, that was fun. That, that was, was fun. fun. Yeah. Bearded Banter from Hungry Wolf Beard Company. Check them out, hungrywolfbeardcompany.com. And make sure you use that promo code Live on Purpose. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Shauna Glenn. And I'm Drew Myers. What we do in life echoes in eternity. I'm Brie Bagwell, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Live on purpose. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Shauna Glenn. And I'm Drew Myers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're about out of time. I've got a challenge for you guys as we get out of here today. We're going to play a Drew Kennedy tune like we do every single day. Excited about tomorrow's show. Like I mentioned before, I'm producing 90% of the show coming up with the content, trying to take as much off of Sean as I can, but I still want her to be involved in the process. And so I sent her a message and I said, hey, come up with a couple segments Mm -hmm. that we can do. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, this is what she sent back. And we're going to do this on tomorrow's show. (laughs) The thing that Jeff does to me when we're in bed. (laughs) 
<laughs> not what you think. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> I know. I cannot wait to spill it. What Jeff does to you when you're in bed. Yes. Tune into the Defining Audacity <laughs> radio show and podcast to hear that little nugget. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss we it. That don't is don't want to miss it. That is a tease of all teas. It is. Teases. Yeah. Right there. If you missed any part of today's episode, you can go to realtexasradio.com and just click Defining Audacity Radio Show at the top of the page. You can hear today's show. You can hear all the past episodes of the show as well there. If you would like to hear the show without the music, just us talking, usually lasts about 40 to 45 minutes. Just get the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Yeah, and if you want to hear more Just Me, send Drew an email. And uh, let him know that you'd like just to listen oh, to me. Gosh. I thought you were going to plug your podcast. Oh, I can do that too. But I was just, I think, I'm thinking, that I'm trying to give the people what they want. My podcast is uh, Unfollow the Rules with Shauna Glenn. And you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, check that out for sure. We are here every single weekday, 1130 to 1 on Real Texas Radio. You can listen two ways. You can download the TuneIn app and search Real Texas Radio, or you can go to realtexasradio.com and simply click on Listen Live. That is probably the easiest way to do it. Let's do a challenge to get out of here today, and I'm going to put this on you. On the fly, from the cuff, give our listeners a challenge. Here's your challenge for today. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not that easy, <laughs> is it, Shauna? Here's a challenge for today. Oh, instead of going to the grocery store and fighting the crowds, Try ordering your groceries online. It saves time. Super easy. It's nothing to have it delivered. You're going to like thank me. You're going to send me an email and go, thank you so much. That was such good advice because now I never have to go to the grocery store again. I get my groceries delivered like four times a week. It's amazing. I challenge you to not go to the grocery store. I wonder if we can do that in Rainbow, Texas. You live in the boondocks, but not this type of boondocks. This is like the boon of the docks <laughs> this isn't even the boondocks this is like the boondocks distant relative who comes in twice a year so they probably don't deliver here oh man well i mean that sucks to be you then but if you don't live in rainbow texas rainbow texas is like in that movie chevy oh, chase sweet the christmas Lord. one uh uh what's the one and randy quaid is his is uh it come drives up in the jalopy of the and like does his shirt out in the you know. Right. <laughs> so what is Rainbow like? It's I love it here. Where it's Randy Quaid is from? No. It, no, the character Randy Quaid. Oh, he's oh, Rainbow is like Randy Quaid from Christmas Vacation. From Christmas Vacation. Yes. I love it. And you just tied up this episode of the Defining Audacity radio show with a nice brown ribbon. I love it. I love it. And, and I love being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just remember, start living a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. And the first and most important step of that process is to embrace your story. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. We're out. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. We inspire people to throw a wrench in the status quo and put your goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. Are you living a bored, joyless, and uninspired life? We'll inspire you to live on purpose.